Hello, hello. Welcome to the Back Porch Podcast. I'm Corey Dempsey. And I'm Andrew Beam. This week, we are going to be talking about our summer jams. We are going to, on air, make a summer mixtape. It'll be the beginnings of a summer mixtape. About 10 songs, five from Beam and I, and five from our guest. Our guest is the guitarist from Late Waves, Mike Pellegrino, a man whose idea of summer music is apparently spent in an 80s nightclub. Mike, how's it going? Good, thank you for having me. I like this new thing you started. Just taking a quick jab at our guests, like, right as you're introducing them. Listen, I love... And their music lists. I absolutely love Mike's list. My other joke was... Apparently, Mike's summer music is the soundtrack from The Wedding Singer. <laughs> <laughs> or, or Zoolander, maybe? <laughs> Something that takes place Cocktail. in the fucking 80s. Cocktail yeah. also works. Uh, so in this episode, we're going to talk to Mike a little bit about Late Waves and their new record that is coming out on June 4th called Held to Pay. And then we are going to do our summer jams. Beam, what are we drinking this week? Well, so normally what we drink is a beer that is themed with the episode or the theme of the episode. Uh, this time we, we actually decided to forego drinking a beer and we're, we're going to drink a hard seltzer because what's more refreshing than on a hot day like it has been in May since we apparently skipped spring around here than to, you know, cool yourself down with a high noon hard seltzer, watermelon flavored hard seltzer. This is my favorite variety of High Noon. You did say that. So I walked right into the store and there was a giant display of, I think, all varieties of them. Black Cherry is pretty good, too. It was like someone took an 18-wheeler and just dropped it off and it was just full of High Noon. It's a lot of High Noon. It was so much High Noon. So um, I think it's the perfect thing to pair with this episode. So let's give it a go. So, we are going to start by talking a little bit about this new record that you guys have coming out. So, Mikey, talk to us about Hell to Pay. So, I know when we uh, when you guys had me on for uh, the Every Time I Die podcast, which was insanely fun. Um, Thank you. And sorry, I just I just reminisced <laughs> for a second and, and touched my cheek. <laughs> No, that was very nice of you to say. We, we, we really appreciate that. It was truly fun to just, you know, go go into it with that. Right. Um, I was like, yeah, we finished the record. We did it with Vinny Caruana of the movie Life and I Am the Avalanche, as well as Brett Romness, who is also in both those bands, at the Barbershop Studios, where many, many bands we love have recorded. Right after we finished our record, Front Bottoms, came in and did their record, um, Heart Attack Man, uh, Prince Daddy and the Hyena. Like, it's it's the studio right now in New Jersey, and we were just very lucky to be able to get in there. Um, but after I talked to you guys, I was like, we finished it. No idea when and or how it's coming out. Since I talked to you guys, we uh, got signed to No Hope Records. Um, they are a Philadelphia-based label the beliefs and ideals were just so congruent with them. So um, it was a very easy choice to start working with them. And uh, we put out about three singles so far. They've been doing, you know, getting the 
reception that we were hoping. People are, are digging it. People are getting it. And it's going to come out on June 4th, June 3rd, the night before you could see us play it front to back, one take at the studio we recorded it at. We're, yeah, it's just super exciting. It's uh, a very lyrically honest, it's about, you know, the inward self-reflection of how none of us are perfect and that inner dialogue, it's very rapid paced inner dialogue about, you know, what you're doing with yourself. Are you a good person? Are you a bad person? What can I do better? So on and so forth. Just that rapid fire anxiety of inner monologue that we all go through, but set to a uh, very fast paced and fun punk rock, sometimes 80s hair metal, sometimes uh, 90s grunge, a lot of times early 2000s emo. There's just something in there for everyone. So we couldn't be more proud of it. Uh, again, we recorded it with uh, members of the Movie Life 9, The Avalanche, who I'm heavily influenced by. You could hear the influence on there. So I'm excited for everyone to hear it. I'm tr truly, truly uh, proud of this record. And uh, thank you for having me on to talk about it for a little bit. Yeah, dude, absolutely. And I wanted to talk to you about those two singles. The two singles that you guys released are Extra Pale and Sympathy and Validation. And they yeah. both came out with some pretty excellent move, music videos. Beam, have you seen these music videos? I haven't. I haven't seen the. Uh, I'm sorry. The second single's name. Sympathy and validation. Sympathy and validation. I haven't seen that one yet. I did see the first one, which was phenomenal. I've seen the clips all over Instagram though, <laughs> yeah. and it looks absolutely wild. Yeah. So <laughs> I want to talk about the extra pale one and the sympathy and validation one because they're very different, although. I think lyrically you're exploring a lot of the same things, but you went kind of very different directions with the two videos. So, you know, talk to us about the extra pale kind of music video conception, the idea involved. How did that all come about? So a good reason why they're both very different is because uh, extra pale was done before we had a label or anything. I was just like, we need a video. We need to start doing stuff. You know, that kind of panic. What are we doing with ourselves kind of situation? So I was like, all right, I am good at editing. I edit video for a living, but I do not shoot video. I don't have nice cameras. I have, do not have an eye for cinematography. I was like, so we're going to rely heavily on plot. And uh, <laughs> our friend Judy, <laughs> who is... Uh, it was a good the, concept, too, so that's why it worked out, man. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so, so Judy, our friend, who is the, the star of the video... Um, is a phenomenal photographer and we always bounce ideas back and forth. And she, she does a lot of shoots at a uh, no tell motels <laughs> in the seedier areas of the Jersey shore. Like they're not on Google. They're not on Yelp. There are places you go and you can rent a hotel for about a half hour. And uh, I was like, let's do a video there. And she was like, they absolutely will not let you bring a camera. Like you'll get kicked out. And to this day, it's, it's like the dark web. I wanted to know more. She wouldn't give it up. But it inspired the idea of like, okay, let, let's have like a situation where there's, uh, you know, and especially in today's climate where um, a lot of shit is thrown at sex workers, let's have, have something where we're going to make someone go think a lot about themselves and think a lot about um, their predispositioned uh opinions about something so 
you're going to see a lot of Johns knocking on hotel yeah. hotel room doors, and uh, you're going to see Judy letting them in, and you're going to assume like, okay, so this is about a sex worker, the and then at the boots. end, yeah, <laughs> and then you find out uh, Judy's doing caricatures, and that you're you're an asshole for just thinking that you know everything's got to be seedy, like someone could just be doing caricatures in a hotel room. So that was the basic uh, plot line, and it was uh, it was easy to execute and edit in that regard because uh, we didn't need any uh, Kubrick uh, Barry Lyndon esque candle lit shots for that one. So I was able to pull it off myself. I actually <laughs> forgot about the other music video that you guys released. Enough is enough. Uh, you guys mm. released three. That's my bad. Um, no, it's okay. <laughs> It's not but okay. for the other two, we well, yeah, for enough is enough and sympathy and validation. We uh, hooked up with uh, a cinematographer in the area, Chris Kunichek, who's just been uh, he's been doing a lot. He's he's like the person to go to, and I've been a fan of like the early '90s music videos and you know the MTV when MTV played music videos, where a lot of the videos would have some sort of arc and a twist. Thus, like, uh, you know, the video I did where there's like that kind of silly twist at the end. So we just wanted to have like these sort of videos where, you know, the twist happens or there's just a little bit of an experience because whatever the song's about, it changes to anyone listening. So let's just make the viewing experience uh, fun. So Chris came and he directed um, those two videos and the one that's going to come out after the record comes out. And uh, basically we just bring him a bit of a plot and a bit of a twist and they'd always be crazy. So enough is enough was uh, a person just being plugged into a microphone cord. I love that too. Yeah. (laughs) And that one to me was like pinnacle nineties concept. Um, and then sympathy and validation. I came out with. I came to him with a blanket fort idea because of an episode of uh, Community. Yeah, yeah. They had like a blanket fort um, situation on their campus. Yeah, and it somehow turned in through just like a fun like rap session where once you get into the blanket fort, we are full on hair metal, like glam rock assholes for the most part. So. I don't know. It's I, music videos are fun. You know, like I said, a lot of the lyrics we we uh, go into can get kind of serious, but they're put over fun music. So we decided to go with the uh, fun part of the song, which would be the music, and kind of match the vibe of the music. And if you want to get into the lyrics and you know go there, then you can go there internally. But visually, we're gonna go. Uh, we're gonna have fun with the the videos and stuff. Yeah, just make people completely forget how sad it all is. Yeah, exactly. Uh, have they, um, the videos themselves, have you seen what kind of attention they've been garnering at all and just kind of going into the release of the album? Yeah, I've, I've, the thing has been, like, what I said, what I, you know, the scene in uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall when he's like, it's like a gothic Neil Diamond. And he's like, that's, <laughs> that's exactly, exactly what, what I'm going for. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> So like when people are like saying like it reminds me of like the old school like nineties MTV videos, I'm like, Yeah, that's like what we were going that's for. That's exactly like, what I'm thinking. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, and so kind of with it coming out, because I know the one thing that we 
discussed sort of on the last podcast that we did with you was this idea of touring. So what is, what is that looking like now that you have the album coming out? What is that looking like you guys for, you know, in the future, I guess? I know you guys are doing the live stream, of course, but. We're doing that live stream. We did get a, uh, a show at Count Basie in the Jersey Shore um, or Red Bank, New Jersey area. It's going to be socially distanced. You buy a table. Um, it sold out the first day, which was just wonderful to hear that, you know, after all this time and all this, you know, worry some you know aesthetic we've been in that people still cared about us and we sold out the show on first day on like within a couple of hours of the first day which is just still kind of surprising and humbling um but in the tour or uh sorry in the fall we do have a couple tour dates i can't tell you on record mm-hmm. yet because it hasn't been announced by the headliner god damn um, oh okay that makes sense then. <laughs> We'll go, we'll go off the record. Uh, we'll, we'll keep the, uh, <laughs> keep the tension going, but, uh, yeah, it looks like in the, in October we are on tour. Nothing to say about distancing. These are smaller venues where, you know, you kind of just go and you watch the band. So it looks like we might be good to go after all this time. And, uh, I'm not asking any questions as far as I know it's booked. So let's do it. And, uh, I'm excited. Yeah. They're pretty much and, dropping uh, any restrictions up in New York anyway. Yeah. So it's just like, who fucking <laughs> yeah. cares anymore? Right. We're, we're, it's over. We won. Yeah. Fucking vax life. Put the, put the, put the mission accomplished <laughs> banner on, on top of the, on top of the ship. We've done this bitch. We're it's over. That's, that's what I'm, I've been saying, I'm like, I got my two pokes, man. <laughs> and, uh, some people think it's a, a little bit of nonchalant of me to just refer to it as getting my two pokes, but well, I mean, I did, you know. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta make it our own at this at this point. We're having to get vaccinated <laughs> after like a massively deadly uh, pandemic. I mean, still in the middle of, I guess. So it's like, yay. When I was getting, <laughs> when I was getting mine, my first round, um, I didn't know that you had to go back at a certain date. I thought like they hit you up or something. I don't know. And, uh, <laughs> so they were like, uh, so when are you available for the next one? I was like, Oh man, let me check my calendar. They're like, no, it has to be like two weeks from today. And, uh, they were like, kind of like a little bit like frustrated with me. Cause I didn't know what they were talking about. I was like, and I said out loud and there was the perfect roll of silence where I said, Oh, I'm sorry. This is my first time getting vaccinated in a global pandemic. <laughs> And the whole place just like bursted out with laughter. <laughs> but I genuinely meant it. So Yeah, it's kind of just a weird vibe. You're going in, everyone's so cheerful. Yeah. It was like the most happy they've been for in over a year. I mean, yeah. Mike, you're a funny guy. I don't know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, well, when I came back for the second one, they were like, I remember this guy. I remember this guy. The that's, wise guy. That's good. <laughs> Gotta make him laugh. So I want to transition to the summer music, but I have one quick question before we do. Was your hair and makeup design of your own doing in the Sympathy and Validation music video? Because it was just dynamite. <laughs> um, it was uh, Shauna, our drummer, wanted us to go like full glam rock because we're that's just like not our vibe at all. We're very much like whenever we have to take a picture of, of ourselves, we're always like, very uncomfortable 
Um, we don't know what to do with our hands. Um, so Shauna was like, let's go full glam rock. And our friend, uh, our friend's wife came in and she does a lot of makeup for her gay brother, uh, that goes out like in full, like glitter glam nightclubs. Oh, wow. So she was super stoked to do like glitter glam, like fabulous makeup. And we're like, do your best. Like, she was like, is this okay? Can I go here with it? I was like, make, go full out, go balls to the wall. We're ready for it. So yeah, it was fun. I got some makeup stuck in my eye for like two weeks. I was uh, a little upset about that. I mean, everything about that music video is just dynamite though. The outfits, the costume design, like it was all pretty perfect. It's a really fun video. And, you know, I really like the juxtaposition of, you know, a song about having anxiety about needing validation from other people and then just going full glam rock and really committing to it. Like you don't give a fuck what people think. And it's just, it's kind of wonderful in that way. I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. It's kind of like a, like a a balloon popping, you know? (laughs) So let's go to our summer jams. You know, when we, when Mike, kind of announced that this video is coming out i i reached out i was like hey you want to come on the pod talk about the record a little bit and what do you want to talk about and he's like dude summer jams and then confidently he was very confident and then i was like before i could even ask him like hey do you want to do your own list this time he just sent me his list and (laughs) i was like okay apparently you do let's let's fucking do this so what we're gonna do what was your wording hold on your wording was uh Something about a resounding yes. Yeah, no. <laughs> Sounds like a resounding yes. Because without you asking, I sent you a list. Yeah, <laughs> you already had it prepared. No, I got my five. <laughs> yeah, in between him asking me if I wanted to do a list, I already sent him one. <laughs> like how? Wait, how much like was it prepared? Like, or was was there thought? No, I want to know how much I thought have- was put into it. There is no thought. I had those songs. <laughs> they just they just live in my brain, and I'm fucking ready at any moment to talk about summer jams. It was like he just flipped a switch and like got They're it. Stock. They're in the stock model of me. <laughs> so what we're gonna do is uh, Mike is going to share his five songs. Beam and I have compiled a list of five between us. We both have two individual picks and a shared pick that we put together. Um, so you're going to hear 10 songs now, obviously a summer playlist has to be way longer than that. We don't have, (laughs) we don't have none of, you don't have that kind of time. You don't have that time. We don't have that time. We can't go through like a hundred songs here, but we are going to go through 10 to get you started. What's your, how many songs is in your current summer playlist? It's called all tomorrow's parties. Oh, sorry. A velvet underground reference. And it is currently 272 songs long. Is there even like a time on it? Uh, many hours long long okay long <laughs> it's just got the infinity symbol next to it <laughs> that's all i, I kind of wonder before we get into our list what do we all consider a, a summer jam what makes a song a summer jam mike i feel like you've thought about this or no i'm sorry do you have an answer that we can just sort of it's there in the stock uh version of you i do no i do i think uh i think it's a song that you like just can't be in a bad mood when it comes on And I think the reason I gravitate towards new wave or the eighties is because 
you know, I was not around. I was born in 87. So I, I don't remember them, the songs coming out. But as far as I know, these songs coming out um, kind of blew people's minds, like going from guitar to synth. Did they blow your mind? Honestly, yeah. They they did, and, and but like they sound so dated now. Whereas like you know everything old sounds dated, in a way. But these like uh, you know stock keyboard sounds sound kind of like jokes. Like you could download an app right now, and it will sound better than the synth used on a New Order song, which was like a chart topping song. So I think like just the juxtaposition of like everything about New Wave. And the vibe of New Wave was just like party, careless, fun. And I think uh, the ones that are in major keys like really, really uh, captivate like the serotonin drip of just like relaxation. And uh, we're here to relax and have fun. And, you know, I do think that there's other genres than the 80s and New Wave that make me feel this way. But you know, if I were to pick five songs on a summer playlist, like they were pretty much all new wave songs plus one Carly Rae Jepsen song. (laughs) Oh, okay. So now we know Mike's list. (laughs) No. And you know, Mike, I gave you shit earlier, but I want to be clear. I fucking love your list. I think it's excellent. Oh, you co-sign it. Yeah. I I co-sign it all the way. I like have for pretty much every band on his, I like have an alternative (laughs) that is on mine. I like this one for this band, but like, it, it, it's all brilliant and it's all on my list too. Like yeah. I, I love that stuff. I mean, for me, I look for one of three things on a summer playlist and it has a lot to do with the genre. I love you and your rules. I I mean, it's not like a rule. It's just what I enjoy during summertime. And that's, so that's I like very riffy rock songs, things that have upbeat riffs that are just like, fuck yeah. I like chill electronic songs that have a lot of like island vibes uh if it has a steel drum i'm absolutely fucking in and finally i like really good summer hip-hop songs ones that kind of generate that feeling of summer you know one that always comes to mind i didn't include it on this list but dom kennedy's watermelon sunday it's not the best song but it is like my ultimate go-to summer jam from like a hip-hop perspective beam what about you I, for me, it, a little bit sort of what you, you said, some of the, uh, that feeling, I mean, it's, it's sort of a mixture of both of your answers where it's like it just gives you that sort of carefree feeling um, and you're just, when you hear it, you're just kind of like, fuck yeah, it just doesn't give you, doesn't ever put you in a bad mood. But also, there are songs that I listen to that can sort of conjure up a particular feeling or scene that is summer based or just summer related it could be when the song came out it could be when i first heard it matched up with something in a movie you know whatever right um something that can just kind of set the scene of almost summer in a way just by hearing it so that's kind of where i go with it and generally too i kind of just want to be familiar with the song and it can just be on in the background because in the most cases you just have your music outside while something else is going on and you're not like intensely listening where I don't know. I feel like that's kind of what you need when you're when you got a summer playlist. Yeah, it sets the backdrop as opposed to being like deep listening. Yeah, it's not in the foreground. Yeah, it can be songs that are both, but it's got to be like the pleasant background. Yeah, noise. like the time that you started or played only "This Is America" by Childish Gambino. Was that summer? 
It was May, but like it counts. I it, it sort of counts. And you played it to a point where we intensely listened to it at first, but it then faded to obscurity because you just didn't stop playing it. The, yeah, that was the thing. That On happened. repeat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mikey, let's go to your list. What is your first choice? The first track on my list would be This Is The Day by The The. Like I said, like, song just, like, everything about it can't not smile while you listen to it. <laughs> My smile kept getting bigger, yeah. especially when the hand claps and the tambourine came in like it was nobody's business. <laughs> oh. Yeah, and they weren't even going, like, verse, chorus, bridge, like, the Beatles formula, like, this has got to be a hit. They were, like, you could tell, like, maybe, like, they were jamming and, like, the producer pressed record and then pressed off and uh, faded it out and like they were like yep that's the single (laughs) (laughs) so like I I dig that aspect of it so what about this what about this song makes you think summer or this this is a summer jam I think uh, like if this song were to came on in like a cold gray February northeast day I'd be like we're not ready so I think like I think uh, change the track. We're not ready. We can't day. handle this right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think like on a sunny, warm day, and this song comes on, it just complements it so well. I mean, this song is just an absolute delight, front to back. I I agree with Beam. You know, whatever it is, either a synth or a melodica, but that main riff that carries you throughout is just, you know such a recognizable thing and it has an earworm quality to it and then you know the rhythm section that backs it with the hand claps and the tambourine it's just what what a great song i wasn't expecting it i i that that is when i said my smile got bigger it got bigger once the hand claps and the tambourine came in this is this is definitely a song that i i just added it to my playlist that's that's how much i liked it while we were listening to it it's like that's on there now all right, so this pick is going to be, you know, I kind of broke it down in my categories. This is my riffy rock song, and I chose this one special for Michael. Michael, you introduced me to this band and this song quite some time ago. It is Free Energy by Free Energy. So I know this is my pick, but Mikey, seeing as you're our guest and you introduced me to this song, I'm giving you the floor first. Mike, what do you love so much about Free Energy and specifically this song? So I remember, um, like, whatever review I I read of this band, and I can't tell you how I discovered them. I know they toured with Titus Andronicus eventually, which, like, made total sense, but they sounded like the soundtrack of uh, Dazed and Confused, but, like a highlight reel and like all of their songs are like that. And I personally, one of those things where I don't understand why they weren't enormous just because they made me so happy. Like they just hit the right notes. They sing about like, you know, that like kind of wishy washy, but like happy stuff. And then you just have guitarists. just like, hitting all the correct notes on the scale, shredding that super Velcro fuzz. And as far as the summer goes, like that's a windows down, blasting it on the way to 
do something you're excited about song. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's all about how simple the song is because the the main guitar is just D, G, G, A, G, G for the whole fucking song. It's three chords that they just hit over and over again, but that, that then just sets the template for them to just go nuts on the other stuff, and you get, you know, the cowbell, you get the finger tapping, and then you get this anthemic chorus of we are young and still alive, and it's just all that nostalgia and just good feelings and you know it's just the perfect background but like when it comes on you're just like fucking yeah i'm gonna just rock out for three and a half minutes real quick beam i know i don't i don't know what your relationship to this song is so how do you feel about it i mean this this song in particular not much i i mean i i listened to free energy stuff kind of around when they when they were out They, they didn't connect with me as much i will admit but i think like now we're talking summer jams we're looking at these songs in in that lens hearing this song yeah absolutely especially with that chorus too um this is all we've got tonight we are young and still alive like are you telling me that's not what you just want to be yelling at the beginning of like each summer or just like every single time you're you know partying or whatever um speaking of which do we just like music or not like i know we obviously have like late night fires and singing sessions and acoustic guitars and whatnot we may just need and what we've been missing is i think a cowbell because it's the cowbell that is the driving force of this song as much as yes it's the amazing riffs and the solos that are going on but that cowbell is what's it's what's holding it all together eric more (laughs) cowbell (laughs) no i mean i i completely agree with everything you're saying this is like the perfect nighttime summer jam like yeah by a fire you know, you can jam it out with your friends in a, like a jam session because it is so simple and just let everyone kind of riff and, you know, do the sing-alongs. It's just perfect. I love it so much. Mike, let's go to your next pick. What do you got? I believe it's uh, a very lesser-known song. Yeah. It is. It's like a low-key, uh, you know, B-side. It's called Everybody Wants to Rule the World by Tears for Fears. <laughs> Not a lot of people have heard of it. What's that song? (laughs) All right, so we're actually going to have to take a quick break on this podcast because I'm going to get all glammed up and go to the 80s nightclub right now. Yeah. (laughs) Good one, bud. (laughs) All right, Mike, talk to us about this song. What do you love about it, man? I think it's just uh, another reason why I picked most of the songs. It's like very much a vibe. I do like the uh, political uh, commentary on uh, the fact that everyone thinks that they're more important than they actually are. But besides that, the like the drum beat, like the shuffle, the throughout the song, like the drummer kind of plays it the whole time, like doesn't really change much. And uh, if you ask any guitar player worth their salt that knows the song, like you cannot recreate the solo because you could just tell that, uh, I don't know the guitarist's name, but like whatever their vibe is, just they were just feeling the break. Like it was just time for them to come in <laughs> and to shred it. And it's just so perfect. And like, you feel like you're like soaring through the clouds and Everything about the song is just so mellow yet energetic and flowy, and uh, it is the perfect 
I guess like, you know, bop is a very uh, cultural term right now to say it's a bop, but like, I'd say that is applied directly to the song. Like it's, it's a bop. Like you cannot help but like kind of break your neck in a mellow way to the song. Yeah. Break your neck delicately. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah sprain your neck <laughs> yeah just make it somewhat you know inconvenient yeah, yeah. for your neck I, I actually didn't even think about the solos up until we were just listening to it now I like even like the the social commentary that is existing in this song I, I, I can't think about it because the vibe is just making me think otherwise I'm like I just come in where like everyone wants to rule the world you know what you're right I'm in yeah. let's just they keep singing like that the point by making the song too good <laughs> that like they, they maybe lost the point on people but like I'm okay with it I know I'm okay <laughs> with it you know what I think Tears for Fears in this climate needs to get let's get them back together if they are broken up and I think now play the song now and this can just be everyone's anthem protest yeah. anthem I have a very distinct teenage memory Beam do you remember 80s night at the fuse box never went but I do remember you all talking about it Bro, first time I went, this song was on there, and it was just such a delight. Mike, you you mentioned, you know, it just puts you on a cloud, and that's absolutely right. You know, that main riff, it's just, it's so transporting, and it just carries you away, and, you know, you just feel like you're floating while you listen to it, and I very distinctly remember that experience at the Fuse Box hearing the song and it's like you know it's one of those songs that you know but like the first time you really hear it it it's something and i very distinctly remember that it is fucking dynamite i love this track so much cocaine helps never done cocaine i, I know. know i know i'm sure that, i'm sure if it was in the 80s i would it have. was an 80s <laughs> reference is what i was trying to it was trying to i do. feel like when when i was uh younger and would partake i was always broke so <laughs> never did it like it was never my choice, but if it was around, I'd be like, okay, well, you'll spot me like the twenty bucks <laughs> for this little bop <laughs> this I'm about to do. I don't think I'd want this song. No, I think I'd want like, yeah, I don't know. Well, uh, first of all, I don't like it. I don't fucking um, know. I don't. I don't, I don't do. Co- I've never done coke either. I have no experience with it. Be like, like a microdose of shrooms with like a a fan on like a medium setting. <laughs> And like some good lighting. Like, oh my god, it's oddly done. <laughs> oddly specific, but I, I like it. No, it makes sense. Cocaine just brings out the worst, worst in people, and I think this song is too good for cocaine. So, all right, no, that's a that is a great <laughs> argument against doing cocaine to this song. Cocaine's for top forty bullshit. <laughs> my hot take, my controversial hot take. All right, Beam, what's your next pick, pal? All right, this might be a controversial one. Oh, yeah, fucking agent of chaos over so here. So I, I, I so <laughs> Corey and I kind of went back and forth on what's because this is a, in in a way a joint list for the both of us. So we did at least give approval, but I'm sorry, Corey, I I went a little bit out of bounds. Yeah, on here. Yeah, you fine. seem so disappointed already. Yeah. Well, you're about to get more disappointed. I know because it's Limp Biscuits rolling. <laughs> All right, I'm actually joking. The song I went with is American Slang by Gaslight Anthem. There's something, so I actually, I I first heard this song 
in I mean maybe it might have been the first time it's the first time it became more recognizable to me because it just kept being played over and over and over is at the brewery I work at and it was coming on during the middle of the winter during the pandemic too uh so which is just a wonderful setting but somehow this song is keeping me afloat it's that fucking riff that just goes through that it's just like and I know the comparisons have been made of this band. He's it's so like Bruce Springsteen esque in some instances in terms of like what this means. Like this song feels like it was born out of like that era, obviously, and I, it just makes me think of summer sort of in a way because I just feel like you're just driving down the long stretch of a road and the song is just kind of blaring kind of thing. Uh, that that that's what this song makes me think of. And two, I had actually the only time I've ever seen Gaslight Anthem was in the sweltering Toronto sun for a music festival that they had played in the middle of the day. Sweltering Toronto sun, not something you often hear. <laughs> Precisely. And uh, no, it was, um, these guys played and they, they fucking ripped it. I mean, this is, this is a band that I feel like I overlooked uh, throughout their career and it's unfair to them because they're, they're so solid. They make such great music. Brian Fallon's voice is really one of my favorite voices in rock and roll. It's, it's, it's very distinct and unique. And, uh, yeah, this song, just that riff, the, the chords just going on beneath it, just kind of driving things forward. Everything about it just feels, it feels like that, that you know, that, that, that rocking, riffy sort of song for the summer. Yeah, I mean, when you said it's just kind of the perfect windows down summer driving song, I was thinking that exact thing. And then he says the line, they cut yeah. me to ribbons and taught me, me to, to drive. drive. And I'm just like, okay, this is fucking perfect. Yeah, right. And, you know, you were also talking about the Bruce Springsteen influence, seeing as we have our Asbury Park resident. <laughs> who who had that <laughs> wonderful interaction with Bruce Springsteen. Wonderful interaction with the, Bruce uh, Springsteen, who often episode. sees Brian Fallon driving down the street in his muscle car in Asbury Park. Mikey, what, what are your feelings about this song? Yeah, well, I, I have to say about, like, in Gaslight in general, and then and this song, of course, like, another, another thing to add to, like, the fun vibe of the song is that um, to bring a, another Sarah Marshall reference to it, like when he goes, PPOP seems like you got a bit of sadness behind those eyes. Like, I think a lot of Gaslight songs has a bit of that, that sadness behind the eyes, which makes it kind of like pull on your heartstrings a little bit, which also makes for like the perfect, like kind of makes you feel good because it makes you think of, you know, maybe like summer heartbreak or a summer crush or um, just, you know, nostalgic youth or even in today's age, because I'm sure Brian was think in his early thirties when American Spine came out, it knows no age. Um, So I think behind all the fun stuff, there is that sense of uh, melancholy that if you have just the right amount, it makes it kind of more fun like just the right amount of gut wrenching that I think a lot of Gaslight does in their music. To go back to the song itself, Gaslight embodies that uh, heartbreak plus uplift kind of uh, you know happy medium that makes for a wonderful like windows down going down the road song. You know, so 100% in agreement with uh, everything said about American Slang. It really is the perfect driving song. 
Oh yeah, yeah. That's it. Had to go on my list. Just for some reason, like we're we're putting this whole thing together, and that was in there. And I never would have, if you had asked me a year ago, I would have never put it in a summer playlist. And then I heard it, and just it just clicks. It's all I can think of. All right, Mike. What is your next pick? I believe it's another very lesser known song. Yes, Mike coming out with the deep cuts, man. Yeah, yeah. Bizarre Love Triangle by uh, New Order. Like, I was going to get grouchy at you for not picking a different New Order song when you sent me your list, but then I was just like, how could I? Bizarre Love Triangle is fucking incredible. To me, it's all the breaks in between the scene. They're having so much fun, like, like, because we may or may not have been talking about that yet. (laughs) (laughs) All that synth stuff was so new and like innovative. So you just tell they're jamming. And like, you know, now it sounds kind of funny or like, you know, like someone's like playing on their phone, like, but like, it was like so fun to them and they didn't care. And uh, I don't know, like, same thing, like the motif of all the songs I've been picking or I would pick for a summer vibe is like, it's supposed to be fun. You're supposed to not take it too seriously. Like kind of let go of it. And all the vibe of a lot of these songs is there's a lot of like freedom involved. And like, you know, with uh, the first one kind of just letting a lot of it ride, like the tears for fear song, like the guitar solos aren't really solos. It's just like a dude just kind of fucking jamming. Like, and this one, like, in between every, you know, verse and chorus, there's just, like, a bit of a synth lead that is so simple and fun. And I think, like, again, you lightly sprain your neck a little bit because you can't help but kind of vibe out to these songs. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about the same exact thing. And for me, it's the first time they break to do the synth and it just comes in real high, like... And it's just, it's almost like it's Morse code, but with a synth, and it's so much fun. You know, yeah, I. It's almost, almost hilarious, but in a good way. Yeah, no, it's great. And, you know, I always have this memory of just Brooklyn backyard barbecues during summertime listening to New, New Order's Age of Consent and Bizarre Love Triangle and all those jams from New Order and it's just the perfect summer vibe. I that's where you know, Beam, you, you were talking a little bit about it. You know, it kind of brings you an image or transports you to a place, and any New Order song just takes me to that brick Brooklyn backyard barbecue almost instantly. It actually took me to was it Pitchfork two thousand twelve two thousand eleven two thousand eleven. In the sweltering Chicago sun, which that was real, because and the reason why it takes me there is because half of the bands that played there sounded like New Order, just exactly like this. So yeah, it just it just kind of reminded me of that, and uh, yeah, it, and and just kind of what you guys were saying too about sort of like when those breaks happen, it's just like someone looked at you know the synth player and like I fill it, fill with what, whatever comes yeah. to your head, whatever you want, man. <laughs> just do you <laughs> and it works it works perfectly it's that carefree style like i don't know fuck it let's do it live we, we got this we're gonna we're gonna nail it loved it yeah no this is this is this is you know what i'm gonna add it right now i'm sorry i don't even know i didn't do that before the love sick nature of the lyrics 
also like kind of going back to you know the gaslight song like it's all about fun but like none of these songs are like kesha songs which for the record i'm a big fan of kesha i enjoy what she does i think she's a secret genius but a lot of these songs have like this uh kind of love love sickness to them which uh i think we gravitate towards because it reminds us reminds us of you know high school or general nostalgia of uh that being on your mind i love the nostalgia that it brings both for the 80s and for simpler times it's just new order new order just has their fingerprints all over all of the music that we listen to and they're so incredibly influential and so fucking good i love new order so much all right so i'm gonna go to my next one and like beam i'm going rogue oh we agreed upon a song that song was washed out so i feel it all around the portlandia theme song but everyone knows that song so i'm going for a deeper cut because sorry it wasn't that one <laughs> no it's not that one but dancing in the dark would also it, be no, on I know. my it's, summer sorry jams. it is on my list it was it was above the one i feel like you're about to go with if this is rogue and we did we discuss this song yeah okay well so what i'm going to go with is i got you by duke dumont featuring Jax jones so generally speaking i am not a fan of edm i tend to not gravitate towards that music at all but this is very much an edm song and And the things that you can do on an EDM song to get me to like it are one of two things. And this song does both of them. One is you can add some kind of interesting musical element. In this case, it's steel drums. The other thing is you can add an incredible vocal performance, which Jax Jones gives in this song. The part where she's just kind of riffing and going, no matter how old we get, it's okay as long as I got you, baby. Nailed it. I I think I did, Um, but it's just incredible. And so if you do those two things, you know, I will like that EDM song. And this is one that I love. And it's one of those things that just transports me to Island Vibes just instantly. I love this so much. Uh, Mike, I'm not sure what your relationship to this song is. What are your thoughts? I know the song. And uh, as I was listening to it, I think uh, it does fit in because, uh, you know, we all first came together. I mean, I've known Corey for a long time and Beam is a new friend that I enjoy very much and feel that we are congruent in a lot of, uh, taste by, of, uh, via Instagram banter back and forth, <laughs> um, that we're all emo kids. And I think this song does have an emo aspect to it. Not like mm-hmm. that. It sounds like Helena by MCR, but it does have kind of like a, uh, sheen to it that is like kind of uh kind of like a desperate kind of a uh lovesick kind of sound to it like as uplifting and fun as it is there is like kind of a uh thing to it like that there is a bit of a passion um and a bit of uh feeling a little bit deeper deeper than just like let's get fucked up tonight like most edm has behind it like so I think there's a definite vibe to it that uh, 
I could see why, and I enjoy the song a lot, so I could see why it would be on the list and like why someone would be like, oh, I really like this song over just your average uh, LMFAO type EDM song, which just dated myself, but whatever. Oh <laughs> uh, God, that's dating ourselves now to mention LMFAO. <laughs> I, I think so. And Mikey, what you said... LMFAO is classic rock now, I think. <laughs> Playing you the oldie. <laughs> And Mike, what you said about like the passion, all of that comes through in the vocal performance by Jax Jones. Like she is just feeling herself and is really going off in this track. And that that is what brings the emotion out. And part of what I love about this song so much. Beam, what are your thoughts? Well, much like Max, Jamie Foxx's character in the movie Collateral, where he had the picture of an island that he would always check out. When things are getting too stressing him out too much, things are getting a little too hot and heavy. When you get a surprise contract killer in the back of your cab and you're now stuck driving around making hits for him, you sometimes go to that so you can sort of turn off a little bit. That's what I think this song does perfectly. And I also I also get this weird image, and this sounds weird, and it's because that that little whoo like that whole just sort of swing the back and forth. Loop, yeah, yeah, that vocal that vocal loop. Um, it, it this is gonna sound really weird, but it almost just feels like you're a fucking fairy jump, jumping from like lily pad to lily pad. I feel like we're in Pe- like Peter Pan, but somehow in the jungle. Like if Peter Pan took place in the jungle, that's what I sort of think about when I hear this song. It's really weird, but that's where I'm at. That is weird, but it does it does absolutely <laughs> have that quality of like transporting you to another place. So it makes you trip a little. Like it's it's kind of a it's it's what I'm really trying to say here. If we're going movie references, watch the Leo movie uh, where they're on the island. The beach? Um, the beach. <laughs> when they're on the beach, what's the movie called? <laughs> I can see this song, like, this. the, the movie predates the song, but, like, uh, it could be in, like, a, a supercut of uh, whatever, like, the uh, ethereal scenes in that movie to this song could totally make sense with like chunky highlights on Leo and uh, you know people dancing and like just kind of losing it to the song yeah I mean everything you guys are describing like that's where it transports me to it transports me to a beach beam apparently it transports you to a pond in a jungle that Peter Pan is in yep what accurate whatever floats your boat dude uh but yeah i mean just total beach vibes it's the perfect song for summertime i i am always playing this song and i love it very very much it's wonderful uh mike what's your next pick pal are we going with another deep cut (laughs) this actually i think this one actually is a bit of a deep cut yeah a little respect by erasure once you hear it i think you're gonna know it it might actually be a bit of a deep cut but uh Uh, When that chorus kicks in, you're just flying. You're soaring. All right, Mikey, I know this was your pick, but I can't get over how much Beam was feeling himself just now. (laughs) So, Beam, quickly... Your reaction was quite something over there. What 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 are you what's going on in your head when you hear this? Uh well, I mean the first thing that goes off in my head is the show Scrubs. 
because this was featured in Scrubs, and I that is where I got the song, dude. Right? That is the song. Yes. Yeah. No, it, it, it's yeah. synonymous with that. And uh, I think it was last week or maybe two weeks ago. My wife and I, Sarah, we went to a lovely local coffee shop nearby called Superior Merchandise, of which they do bagels and cream cheese each week. Some like really dope bagels and cream cheese. And we're just sitting on the back patio enjoying ourselves. Beautiful weather. And this song comes on. And I'm immediately transported there. Like already you're feeling summer vibes when you hear that song. And just like everything about it, the sense, the singing, it just, it's, it's, I mean, it's, Maybe not the vo- maybe not the lyrics are the brightest, but like you know, uh, the song itself is just very kind of uplifting, very very um, feels positive. Maybe not again in the lyrics, but that's how I feel about it. Yeah, th- I just I fucking love the song. More emo kids summer picks, Mikey. Oh, it totally is. No, that's absolutely correct. Well, also to go with like, how the lyrics don't really blow you away. Um, oh, so, I wasn't saying that they don't blow me away. Well, They're not probably like. The happiest lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. Like, to go with that, um, I put it on, like, we were up in Lake George, a couple of us, like, on a long weekend, and I put it on in the morning. And I think I asked someone, hey, can you put this song on? I think they picked YouTube to put it on. (laughs) And it was the perfect, like, Saturday morning of a long weekend song while, like, everyone's got a hangover. Um, we're like in the vibe of like, let's do it again today. Let's have another fun day today. Let's brush off this feeling. So I think like the song itself brings you out of that. But the person that put it on was like, has anyone seen this music video? And everyone's like, no, like, why would we have? And we put it on. So what the music video is, is, uh, they just go full literal. So like the chorus is, so so the word so and it's a person sewing <laughs> it's a music video and they go I hear you calling and it's a person picking up a phone <laughs> and the whole video they take and then so they do the chorus multiple times so another one where they say the word so they showed the Korean flag and the word Seoul, like Seoul, Korea. And then another one, they pick up two fish, which you presume are soul fish. <laughs> and they, for the whole video, is full, like, literal interpretations of the video or of the lyrics that are happening. Like, you just tell, they're like, we're not taking this seriously whatsoever. To the point where you're like, are they taking this seriously that like maybe this was an eighties thing where they thought they were being really cool. And I think everything about it. And then um, for me, it's my pick because like I said, it was like a Saturday of a long weekend of drinking kind of rally song in the morning. And it just kind of got that vibe to it. where like the whole song starts at zero and goes all the way to 60. Like the whole song, every chorus gets bigger and bigger. So, and then it was discovered. The reason I put it on the playlist was from the same scene in Scrubs where I was like, what is this fucking song? It's so good. I don't have the relationship with Scrubs that y'all do. I, I've watched the show here and there. Um, you, but you should 
You should really give it a go. You should start from the first episode on to like season seven. Maybe <laughs> we'll stop there. I, I, I it's on my list. I do need to go and visit Scrubs, but. You know, when I listen to the song, Mikey, everything that you were saying, this is the perfect song to start a summer day and just immediately put you in the best mood and immediately get you also thinking about heartbreak and wanting to get over it in this day that you're about to have in the beautiful weather on a lake, on a beach, wherever your go to summer day is. And so it has that ability to transport you that I think is key in all of these summer tracks. You're you're dancing in the morning doing the high step like foot stop side to side kind of thing. That's sure, what you're doing. Sure are. Yeah, you are. Yeah, it puts off the feeling of like uh you know the existential uh, dread of a hangover past your early twenties and then you hear this song and then all of a sudden you're like, Hey man, everything's fine. Everything's and good. Just kind of it's all gone. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Beam, let's go to your next pick. What do you got? All right, man, you inspired me because you went rogue. And I know I said I was going rogue before, but now I really want to go rogue. I'm really, there's this, I have to like search for it to find it on here. Do it. So my next pick is going to be, it's a classic, Corn's Adidas, which actually stands for All Day I Dream About Sex. Is this real life? No, it's not. It's <laughs> I decided to actually go with, Paper Planes by M.I.A. You know, we were talking off air about how This is the End is kind of an underrated movie. Right. This song always reminds me of another movie by that crew, and it's Pineapple Express. When they, when James Franco and Seth Rogen are just doing like the dance and smoking weed to this song, and it's just perfect to smoke weed or drink beers or whatever your vice is during the summertime and just listen to this song. It's just perfect. Correct me if I'm wrong, though. Like, you get to the summer, right? You're in the summer months. You feel a little bit more rebellious, right? You're taking a few more risks, I think. Maybe I'm wrong. But, like, and that's what this, that's what the vibe of this song is. It's just, like, that chorus, too, especially. It's just a total fuck you vibe. And in a good way, if that makes sense. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So I, that's what this song has always brought to mind. It just, it, it just, it does conjure up that feeling of summer because, like, the song itself, I don't know why. Like, I can't exactly place why, like, sonically, it makes me think of summer, but there's just something where it just makes that connection. And I think it is that chorus in a lot of ways. And also, too, I was thinking about it a little bit more. She kind of has like that lazy flow, that sort of like lazy delivery that just makes you think like a lazy summer day kind of thing. Like it's just so laid back. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's like no one on the corner has swagger like us. Dude. And that line is what makes it summer for me because you can just picture like standing out in the corner, just like putting the vibe out and it's just excellent. Mikey, you had a really strong reaction when we announced this song. What's your thoughts? Actually, I wasn't sure if the reaction was he was upset that I didn't actually go with Korn's Adidas or if it was because it was this song. I would have been very excited about Korn because I realized I don't um, ironically love Korn and Limp Bizkit and those bands, I actually do love them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I do love this song as well. Um, I believe it's a Clash single or a Clash sample that's used on this song, which I'm all about. I was wondering and that, I, yeah. And I believe that the vibe of the song, I think the message that 
MIA was trying to put out was uh, about pop music. Um, but all I want to do is take your money with, you know, phoned in hits, which is like the lore behind the song. So using a clash sample and then that being the message is punk rock and everything about it is very, like you said, like nonchalant, like the way she sings, like she's not trying too hard, but it's authentic. Like, because a lot of people will try to sound like they're not trying hard, but in turn sound like they are trying too hard. So I think she hits like the perfect, uh, like the perfect cadence with this song. And like you said, like in Pineapple Express, like it's the perfect scene. It's the perfect like music to really kind of uh, not give a fuck to, which uh, it's hard to come by and like lightning kind of has to strike. I think uh, it definitely did happen with the song all right mike let's go to your last pick what do you got i believe uh do you have a run away with me by carly ray jepson she didn't have to go so hard <laughs> she had to go exactly that hard as soon as I heard this song, I was instantly reminded of something else that Mike loves and showed me, which is the saxophone guy, Sergio Flores, showing up and playing saxophone Careless Whisper over fucking everything. Oh, <laughs> uh, Mike, talk to us. Also, Mark. I'm sorry, Careless Whisper needs to be on any summer playlist. Let's be real. That's that's so true. Mike, talk to us about Carly Rae Jepsen. Um, so this song was on an episode of Mr. Robot, which is my all-time favorite show. I guess uh, the fact that when I found out, well, the scene it's in, if you've watched the show, is such an amazing scene. Uh, and I hold that show in such high regards in every aspect from acting to plot line to everything. I think it's my favorite show of all time. So that song is in the final season, season four. And it's such a good scene for the end of two characters' arcs. Um, it's the last you see them in that season and uh, or in the show forever. So that's why that song sticks with me. But I do think it's a fun, like, running baseline song. And I think Carly Rae is really fucking cool because she's, like, our age. And I think her vibe was just to just make music. And I think she got discovered randomly. I believe by Justin Bieber. Um, and actually there's a sticker on the back of our van of the black flag bars, the four bars. And it says Carly Ray. And, uh, we've been on the back of our van has been on spin magazines, Twitter, I guess one of their uh, journalists parked behind us one day and said, I don't know what this sticker means, but here I am leaving my number on the windshield. Um, so there's this weird uh, affiliation with Carly Rae and myself and Mr. Robot that that song is just so fun to me. And I don't know when I hear that song, it's just, it, I don't know. It's just fun. It's just, uh, if you let it all go and not care about anything, it just is really a fun pop song. It's, so I guess that's why I closed my list out. It's light. It's colorful. It's, it's yeah, I, I think it's, it's a total summer jam. 
And I also think that Carly Rae is sort of like a... What's the correct phrase here? She's om- She almost has like a cult following amongst... I guess you would say like most music fans, like deep music fans. Yeah. I feel like she's she's like everyone will always say like Carly Rae kills it. Like people, I I find it fascinating. I, I think it's absolutely correct and deserving. But there is just something about her music that you know lots of artists or just anyone who's a fan of music really respects her. And she makes pops like she makes jams like that. Like yeah. and she had the one that was enormous, but like. All of her what songs was the name of it again? Call Me Maybe was right. like it was big. Call Me Maybe. All right, dude. Any but, serious music fan who says they don't love Call Me Maybe is fucking lying. Call Me Maybe is a jam. <laughs> I don't disagree with you. This, I mean, this is that's why this song kills it. It's also an al- album opener, which like, what a way to open an album. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. I mean the the saxophone at the beginning is just incredible. Like I said. But then the beat comes in and just disrupts everything and goes so hard and is just such a fist-pumping jam. And I can just imagine myself just front-flipping into a pool. And mind you, I am like 230 pounds, significantly overweight. But I am just going for it to Carly Rae Jepsen because it pumps me up to that degree the same way that like Robin's Call Your Girlfriend does. I just go nuts when I hear it. It's the saxophone that brings you in. It's the beat that makes you stay. Yep, sure does. All right, so let's go to our final pick. And this is Beam and I's collaboration. When we were talking about this, I told him this has to be a hip-hop song. And I kind of let him choose. Well, I think we were in agreement. That we were totally in agreement. Yeah. But, you know, I, I kind of let him choose. And he picked one that isn't an obvious choice and I think when you hear it it's not like instantly summer but we have a specific connection to it and I do think it works with summer so Beam what is it? Well so I also think too that I want to say is I do think the beat a little bit or at least the way it opens up it's there but it's also the opening line it is one of the most iconic opening lines so the song is North North by Vince Staples From the city what skinny comes strong Bitch, you thirsty. Please grab a Sprite. Please tell me that, like, Sprite isn't one of the most thirst-quenching drinks you could ever have on a hot summer day. It is the single most thirst-quenching drink you could have at any time. As Penny Hardaway taught me back in 1995, (laughs) obey your thirst. I also, like Vince Staples, have never ran from nothing but the police. (laughs) Well, first off, probably not true. Not true Uh, at all. Second... Can we just talk about that line, obey your thirst? Like, just if we started bringing that back now as to what we've been applying the word thirst to. Don't obey your thirst. Obey your thirst. Like, but one of the greatest lines ever to open up a song. Yeah, absolutely. Mikey, you had another strong reaction to this one. What what are your thoughts on North North? Well, Corey, you showed me this song. And I remember being like, what's that song? What's that song? What's that song? Like, I think you were like over the weekend. And I kept asking you to put it on because it is so amazing. Um, and the fact that the hook is like, I ain't never ran from nothing but the police, but like, you know, everyone feels like a bit of a poser. (laughs) 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 You're singing along. You're like, "Ah, but no, I totally, (laughs) but like, 
it's it's such a badass song like it it is such a one of those like front to back like everything about it it's like you want to have it with your windows open and like like yeah i know this song <laughs> i hope you don't and i hope you're like what is this song <laughs> everything about it is so fucking cool i love this song so much i didn't know you guys were going to pick it it's so good I it was so and and we'll get to obviously like the scene setting part of it that there is for me but I I I I didn't intentionally do this. I didn't think about it in this manner where it also has that, you know, obviously the I ain't ever run for nothing but the uh run from nothing but the police. It's still that very like fuck you attitude much like paper planes uh in a way which again, you can totally apply that to summer. And the reason why I I I picked this one too as a summer jam is uh, I I don't know if it was you that did Corey somehow both to me and Mike you introduced us to this song Um, or if I think I had heard it before and you just had played it like wait what is this I know I've heard it somewhere but either way it's us just like you and I at your old Bushwick apartment just smoking cigarettes which thankfully we don't do anymore but one of us still uh, you know consumes nicotine um just sitting on your in your backyard just like smoking cigarettes drinking beers and listening to this song like it was on the playlist it was on the summer playlist even then and it was on straight up repeat and yeah yeah we did not stop listening to that song it's the beat it's the fucking like that dark brooding synth for some reason makes you think of like a hot summer night i don't i don't know no, and that's what's interesting is it is such a sinister song, so it's not like the traditional go-to summer jam. It's like his good kid Mad City almost in a way in terms of like that oh, sort of... Oh, it absolutely of, is. Yeah. I mean, Summertime 06 is a concept record about Vince Staples' life growing up in Long Beach, California, and, you know, it's called Summertime 06, and it right. transports you, you know, us as three white guys, like it transports you to a summer that we will never know, but it is still it's informative but also very fun to listen to because of Vince Staples complete fuck you attitude and because of his incredible flow I mean you know there's there's one part in his third verse where he goes you know you you ain't never heard a cold chain best thing smoking out the city run around with the same shotgun that shot Ricky little homie should have zigzagged didn't got his back wet and that's like a boys in the hood reference which also takes place completely in summertime and you know everything about his flow everything about his lyrics is just absolutely incredible and you can listen to it at any time of year but honestly it is best on in a backyard on a front porch during summer on a beach where Mikey and I were probably listening to it like it is best consumed during summertime dude that beat gets you just grooving yeah. like everything about it just gets you moving and it just like I said, for some reason, Hot Summer Night just kind of comes in with this song. And even the, you know, you said it was the Friday reference? No, not Friday. Boys in the Hood. Boys in the Hood reference. Like, didn't even know that in terms of uh, in terms of that connection. That's kind of, that's, that's, that's immaculate. That's great. To reiterate, like, it just makes you feel cool. Like, honestly. And like I said before, a bit of a poser. But, uh, total posers. We're total posers when listening to this song and totally getting down to it. It is the perfect tempo, though. Like, it's not 
super fast. It's not super slow. It's like that middle ground tempo where like it's energetic. And then like his attitude on every single line is just like so sick that you just, uh, you want to be part of it. You want to be behind it no matter what. This song is just genius. It really is. It's, it's a perfect song and a good one to end our discussion on summer jams. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, that's it. We will have this playlist on our website and it will be there for you to consume, for you to add these to all of your summer playlists. And then whatever you all like, share your thoughts with us about what we should have included or what you would include on your own summer playlist. Speaking of which, there were some that were left off. Do we want to go with any honorable mentions to maybe round out other people's lists? Ooh, if I have to go... Limited to three. Limited to three. Like, and, and be real quick about it. What do all the people know by the Monroes? Because I, I replaced Carly Jepsen, Carly Ray with uh, that song to go full new wave. But uh, what do all the people know by Monroes is another one of those new wave uh, happy euphoric hits. So put that on there if uh, you dug the first four new wave songs I picked. Well, I did. I don't know if I'm as familiar with the song, so I hopefully, like others, will be adding it to mine. If I'm going three, real quick, my Riffy Rock one is uh, Youth by Beach Fossils. I absolutely love that song. Um, it is Toro Imwa's Blessa as my kind of electronic chill wave vibe. And then my other hip-hop one that I have to put on there is got to be something from Chance the Rapper. It's probably... Shit... I don't even know. It's probably Sunday Candy from his uh, Donnie Trumpet project. I love that track, and it's such a summer vibe. Beam, you got any honorable mentions? I have so many that I'm actually <laughs> trying to figure out, but I will go with three, and I think I'm looking at them right now. Obviously, They're somehow grouped together in this way. One, in terms of one of those, you know, I guess you could say riff-heavy, but... I love this band, and for some reason this song will always remind me of Summer, just I think in terms of performance I've seen them do, but Misfit Love by Queens of the Stone Age. It's this droney rock song that just like, I think it fits with just like a perfect hot summer day, and I think it fits on a playlist too, where it can also just be background music, but it's such a, it's a song that'll suck you in. We were we were listening to it before, One of These Nights by Eagles, by the Eagles. That is got to be one of the songs to at least have a little bit of a yacht rock representation on this playlist. I think that song has to be on there. It's, it literally thinks you have a summer night, I feel like, in a way. And then I think the last one that I would at least mention is What a Man by Salt and Pepper in Vogue and featuring In Vogue. That's just got a groove to it. Like, it's a lazy way to describe, I think, or at least to give a reason to, but it's a fucking vibe. You kind of wanted What a Man to be on my list. I absolutely wanted What a Man to be on your list. And it's, it, it was so close, but... It's an incredible track. I mean, I could throw any song from Real Estate on. I could throw any song from Fang Island. Most tracks from Titus. There's just so many great summer tracks out there. But yeah, I mean, those are all of our summer jams. Check out the playlist on the website. Tell us about all the things that you think we should include on ours what you include on yours if there's any of ours that 
we suggested that might have ended up on yours. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, speaking of summer jams, what everyone needs to do is add hell to pay the whole album to their summer vibes playlist. Mike, talk to us, lead us home with some, with some hell to pay chat. It is a, a record that is meant to, uh, kind of be put on full blast and there's all sorts of riffs on there and we don't hold back on, you know, making you bang your head. Uh, it's not metal. It's not thrash, but it's, I don't know. It's like anthemic. I think uh, what we wanted to do was make a really, really fun record to kind of make everyone feel like it's okay to not be okay. I mean, I know I'm stoked. I just pre-ordered it and I'm saying that I can now say that because I just did it before we actually started this podcast because I've been meaning to do it and it's just something that I needed to do. So now I can actually say that I'm doing it, but I'm looking forward to the record. It's a band that comes with some serious riffs. And honestly, Mike, you got one of the more, I, I would say one of my, one of my more favorite voices in rock and roll. He's the the man, the man can sing in a way that is, that is so unique and so melodic that, uh, that I think everyone's going to love this record. So, uh, Make sure you pre-order it. And Corey, actually, sorry, Mike, I should ask, how can people do that? How can people access this album? Um, so to uh, to order the vinyl, the physicals, uh, go to nohoperecords.com, K-N-O-W-H-O-P-E records.com. Um, There's all sorts of pre-order packages. You get one with a uh, one-hitter. You get one with a T-shirt. You can just get the record if you're not into all that order, all that other sort of uh, extra stuff. But if you want to stream it, it's uh, everywhere. Uh, it's on um, a good amount of playlists on all the streaming services, which we are very thankful for. Uh, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, everywhere. So if you just type in Late Waves in Google, one of the reasons we picked the band name was because it is a... Uh, it wasn't a taken handle. So we come up first, which is wonderful. But otherwise, if you'd like to order the physicals, please go to nohoperecords.com. Um, we will be announcing tour dates for the fall soon. And uh, hopefully uh, we could just put all this behind us and uh, you just come see us at a show and we'll forget the past two years have ever happened. That is a wonderful. big, big <laughs> fucking ask, but definitely get that record and in speaking of different places to listen Corey, what should everyone else be doing you should be following us on all of the things all of the things being at back porch media on instagram at porchback media on twitter on apple podcasts on spotify on all of those things rate review do that shit comment comment. like comments too we love comments we love interacting with people about their choices and their vibes um, so yeah, that's about it from us. It's been a pleasure. Beam, Mike, we'll see ya. Bye.